Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Everyone, welcome, welcome. If you're on the East Coast, we're in the afternoon, and if you're on the West Coast, we're in the morning. Welcome, I'm Patricia Raskin, and today we're talking about stress, which is prevalent everywhere, particularly in our country. And my guest is Paul Hewlett, and he is the author of the book Stress Pandemic Nine Natural Steps to Survive, Master Stress and live well. And let me tell you about Paul and why he's become such an expert on this because he lived this in his own life. Paul's story is one of perseverance and hope. He's the former CEO and millionaire and thought he had the perfect life. But unmanaged stress took his health and left him with a swift downward spiral. Paul was admitted into a mental institution, lost all rights as a citizen, lost his wife and three sons, and was left with a lifelong prescription of psychotropic drugs. Rejecting this prescription, Paul began a journey of exhaustive research and consultation with medical professionals to seek natural ways to heal and rebuild himself. Unfortunately, we don't have to have a complete mental breakdown to feel the adverse success of unchecked stress. And today we're going to talk with Paul about the importance and power of awareness, daily positive affirmations, what we can do to live a healthy lifestyle, and what are the symptoms of stress. Welcome, Paul. Hello. Hi. Nice to have you on the program. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Well, you had quite a, a life crisis to lead you to this. I mean, you really went, you went from the, the top really down to starting over again from the beginning. Well, not quite at the beginning again, below it, <laughs> beyond the edge it was, um, yeah, because at the beginning of anything you've always got a lot of hope, but uh, when you go beyond that, um, your hope is crushed, and if you're not careful, it's actually extinguished. Mm. Mm. I think my first question is how did you regain hope? You know, what, there was something, a bell that went off in you to say, wait a minute, there's something out here, there's another road for me that's better. How did you come to that, Paul? Um, well, when I was given no hope, you know, that I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life and no very strong mind-bending drugs and that I'd have relapses, um, mm-hmm. I started to 
understand that what the doctors were saying was I had a chemical imbalance um, due to my stresses in life over mm. the years. So I said to them, if I've, had, if I've got a chemical imbalance, why isn't the drugs curing me and um, helping them to balance again? It made me realise that the drug, um, in time, the condition breaks through because if you don't change or start re-evaluating your lifestyle and the way you live, um, I'm going to fall over again. Because I used to talk to a lot of the patients um, when I was in the clinic, um, why they kept coming back like a revolving door, why they never overcome their addictions, their depression, their bipolar disorder, or whatever it may be. Well, I think I think one of the most powerful pieces of this is not only did you put your life back together, but now you are co-founder of Best Corporation, a pioneering organic foods company in New Zealand. And, you know, you were chairman and, and joint CEO in the 80s, and now you are really leading this company to great success. Yes, um, that has been more in my past. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm involved in business and investments and everything, but I've been devoting a lot of my time to actually trying to make a difference, to raise awareness that stress, if left unchecked, has real consequences, and that prevention's a key, that you don't want your stress to go to the next level. So what do you do, you know, when you're living, and I know you lived in big cities like New York and Los Angeles that are filled with stress. How do you, what is your first piece of advice to people who are living in high stress environments? What can they do? Uh, The first thing is to have an awareness that what symptoms of stress you have and how aggravating are they. For example, if you've got um, grinding of the teeth, insomnia, um, fatigue, um, 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 hyperventilating, feeling overwhelmed, um, having guilt, anger or physical tension, allergies, um, all of those are coming from stress. And it's onset from there to getting diabetes. And if you're not careful, you can end up having heart disease, stroke or cancer or a serious mind condition. So some of the symptoms are also anxiety, depression and addiction. So what's happening is, is that you need to have an awareness that if you've got any of those symptoms, you need to be more proactive. Um, that if the, if the condition is not abating, even when you're taking medication, you need to be more proactive. And these nine natural steps are very powerful. You can allow nature, which is the magic, to heal you, to make you feel better. And in time, possibly um, actually um, have less medication. All right, so let's look at that. Let's look at the first one, which is take charge. That's where you make the decision, Paul, that you're going to take charge of your life? Well, it is to realize that the old you, the person you are at this very moment, um, is not happy. You're not happy because you've got some of those symptoms of stress, which I just outlined. If you've got Mm. no symptoms of stress, 
Um, you don't need to read uh, my book, Stress Pandemic. Um, you should be feeling very upbeat. You should have no medication and you should have no issues. And uh, you should be um, have a sense where your goals and ambitions are merging with contentment. You should be feeling great. But if that's not the case, um, you need to be proactive and realise that I need to take charge. I need to change. I need to restyle myself. Yeah. And then the step two is kick your bad habits. Now, that's, uh, that's easier said than done. Particularly if you're addicted to cigarettes or you're addicted to food, to certain foods. A lot of people yes. are addicted to sugar uh, well, or you're addicted to alcohol. Well, um, that is very much the case. Um, I was addicted to crap, which stands for caffeine, refined sugar, alcohol and processed foods and drinks. Um, so I had an alcohol problem and I was into junk food from anything from sweets to savoury for my appetite because I was working very, very hard. I'd like to add, Paul, that I think people do not understand the power of what you just said in terms of whether it's sweet sugar or, again, as you said, caffeine. When you start combining those powerful chemicals in your body, it really does affect you. And it's amazing what people say when they get off of these things. How did you feel when you got just got off of the food substances? Well, I started to feel a lot better because I was a pioneer of organic foods in the 80s. Nutrition was one of the first steps that I started to evaluate that was affecting the neurochemistry. As I said earlier, the doctors said I had a chemical imbalance. So I started looking at what the drug companies were using for depression, anxiety, um, insomnia, and you know, and how you feel. And I realized that a lot of them are looking at five um, very important neurochemicals that make up the person you are with your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and moods. And they are serotonin, epinephrine, yeah. norepinephrine, dopamine, and endorphins. And my addictions of alcohol and junk food were so strong, I thought, why is it when I analyse many uh, successful people, for example, you can look at Elvis Presley, um, Karen Carpenter, Michael Jackson, um, one more, uh, Whitney Houston. There are four people that due to stress that shortened their lives. They had serious addiction. And due to chemical addiction. Yes, because that's your crutches that you lean on when you feel most stressed and vulnerable. And a lot of them are drugs, alcohol, uh, smoking, it can be sex, so, it can be gambling, anything. And Paul, what, how do you help people to wean themselves away? Because whether it's alcohol or it's sugar uh, or it's caffeine, those are strong chemicals. They're hard to get away from. So well, how do you suggest people get, get off? Well, I found that um, if I was to cut out the crap, all right, which I mentioned earlier, and started eating more good mood foods, mm-hmm. the the two neurochemicals especially that change a lot is serotonin, which makes you feel good, because I realized with my research you've got a second brain. It's down in your gut and your small intestine. That's where 95% of your receptors are for serotonin. 
and then dopamine is your reward pleasure centre where by when we eat crap or we have drugs or anything that gives us a quick artificial high, right. it is it makes you more addicted to it and you crave more. And yes, I found over the years that I was drinking more and more alcohol and I was needing more and more crap. And uh, I found that a lot of the other patients, um, a lot of the patients were doctors, uh, business people, professional, um, you know, from all walks of life, they kept coming back. And I kept finding out they couldn't kick their bad habits. So I studied everything to do with um, good mood foods and then I studied the stress hormone cortisol and I found it's highest in the morning, lowest in the evening. So it's important to um, do your exercise and your arguments and everything that's happening. Paul, Paul, what were some of the foods that you worked with, the organic foods, the new foods, the good foods? What were some of those that you found also gave you a high, but a sustained high in a positive direction. All right. Um, um, Plenty of vegetables, nuts, um, plenty of um, turkey, chicken, fish, all of those things, as long as they're not processed. All right? That's the important thing. I came from an industry uh, where there was a lot of processed foods, and that's where all the chemicals and additives and also into sports drinks and all the fizzy drinks that was affecting the neurochemistry. So I studied everything to do with that. And in the book, there's charts as to what are good mood foods for all those neurochemicals, which we haven't got time to go into them, but it's a lot to do with natural food more, trying to eat more natural food and cut out the crap to allow nature to heal you. You cannot just eat crap all the time and eat a little bit of good mood food. Think of yourself, depending on what level of stress you are, that if you had a broken leg, um, you might have to get off using that leg. But if you use it too quickly, you'll never heal. So the secret was to give my body and brain a rest. And I did that. And I had the most serious condition. According to the Mayo Clinic, yes, I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. Now, I managed to research all of this, check my bad habits, rebuild myself, and with the supervision and strictest approval of my family and the team of top doctors, I came off all my medication mm-hmm. in less than 24 yeah, months. That's amazing. And I've never gone back on it, and that's over 14 years ago. Mm. And now you've written about that. Paul, how does exercise play into this in terms of the endorphins? Because that also gives you a positive high, and that's good for you. Yes, it is, but a lot of us like to overdo it. If you start overrunning and getting that adrenaline so high, there can be too much and, it's, too. Um, and it's, it's artificial because you're over-pushing it, it's not good for you. Um, before I had my nervous breakdown, um, I was into swimming a mile um, a day. I was doing all sorts of things because in my home I had a 25-yard indoor pool and I had a squash court. I had everything you could imagine. But what happened was you need to realise that there's 7,200 nerve endings in your feet that are connected to every part of the body. And I studied 
the um, the form of how you walk, because all my research globally showed the people who had a good lifestyle and had the least amount of stress were the ones who were mobile and who walked regularly. Then I studied how you should walk, and it's called a central pattern generator style of walking, where you walk without any interruptions or distractions. First thing in the morning, and that really fortifies and empowers you against the stresses and challenges of the day. And you're also earthing yourself, which I studied a lot, and it's all in the book, and getting vitamin D. A lot of us are suffering, even in the state of California, vitamin D. Why? We're wearing our sunnies. We're out in the sun, but we're not doing it the right way. Most of the vitamin D comes through the irises of the eyes, not the skin. All right. I want to move for a minute because we're talking a lot about nutrition, which is very important, and exercise. I'd like to talk about affirmations uh, in terms of how important that is. Very important. Um, I had to work out some affirmations to make sure that I kept positive and upbeat because while I was trying to kick my addictions and everything, I thought of myself as a child learning to walk. Paul, you're going to have to pick yourself up again and again, but never give up. So the power of positive thinking, conceive, believe, achieve. Think of the child who's, who prays at night. I found all my research showed that if I were to do positive affirmations just before I dropped off to sleep, which is no dis, uh, interruption to anyone else in your bed and it's not taking any of your valuable time, if you start working out some powerful affirmations, which are examples in the book, you go to sleep in a positive process and when you first wake up you do those affirmations again they really are powerful and you only have to say them up to 10 times just before you go to sleep and when you first wake up and what are some of them give us an example um, I wish to have the strength courage and wisdom to make the right decisions for myself for the people I love, for all of humankind and the universe. I wish to have the strength, courage and wisdom to pick myself up again and again when I fall over. I wish to treat people the way I wish to be treated myself if the roles are reversed. I could go on yeah, and on. I want, I'd like to read something you wrote that I really like. Yes. You say, this is one of your affirmations. I am grateful for my life. I'm grateful that I'm alive today and at this moment. I wish that every cell of my body to rejuvenate and be in a perfect state of health. I wish any stress, anxiety, depression leave my upper jaw, my lower jaw, my eyes, my nose, all the way down through my body. So I, I really like that because it, it allows you to work very slowly with and think about each body part. Well, thank you for bringing that one up, Patricia, because that was one of my first affirmations because I used to um, go to sleep with a mouth guard and I used to wear it for years because uh, um, that was one of the first symptoms of my stress being aggravating and had a warning sign. 
Um, that was quite a few years before I had my nervous breakdown. The body was trying to say, Paul, I don't like your lifestyle. Paul, I don't want to do this anymore. Paul, listen. So I worked out that affirmation and um, with me doing the practical steps, um, that grinding of the teeth actually went away and it's never come back. Mm. Mm. Wow. All right, let's talk. Now, part of the affirmations is awareness because in order to for those to take hold, you have to be very aware of what you're asking for, correct? Yes, and have an awareness of your lifestyle that what you might be doing is not working for you correctly, but you're bought into a particular lifestyle because over time we buy into our family's lifestyle, our friends, or what we are told through media. You know, you're not cool unless you're doing this, and um, why aren't you trying to achieve that, and why aren't you doing well at school, or why haven't you got that promotion? You know, the world becomes a bit of a bullying place, and uh, we don't know how to say no. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I think one of the chapters in your book that is powerful is step nine, which is do not give up. My question is, when do you know when not to give up? When do you, when sometimes you need to give up, but when do you know that you just have to keep going in the right direction? Well, it's like anything. A lot of us feel we don't know what we want or what is expected of us. Hmm. These steps help you to find yourself. They actually help guide you to follow your innermost feelings. And a lot of us, um, myself, um, I can give as an example, I didn't know what I wanted after I had that nervous breakdown because I was so much a martyr wanting to please others. And what happens is that I found that the steps Um, changed my neurochemistry and I started to have a new energy and I started to follow how I felt and my barometer to wellness and how I felt was my symptoms of stress. The more I followed my innermost feelings, the symptoms of stress over time evaporated. To this very day, it's been over 14 years since I had my nervous breakdown, I don't have insomnia, I take no medication. I have no symptoms of stress. And I've never felt better or stronger. And I'm never sick. Mm. It's amazing because you really turned it all around. I just want to read these steps again. Take charge. Kick your bad habits, which we talked about. One of the things we haven't talked about yet, there are two steps we haven't talked about. One is learn to say no. Well, um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think we all find it difficult to say no to our loved ones, the boss, and whatever's happening, um, because the world has become a bit of a bullying place. The other steps actually help you to learn to say no. If you're worn out and you're stressed out and you're tired and you've got worries, financial worries or health worries or family worries and everything... It's very hard to fight. It's very hard to say no. 
um, it takes a lot of courage at times, and I wasn't good at it. I was bad at it. But I found that uh, once I started doing the steps, the magic of nature is when you're doing these steps together, but you can practice them one at a time. You don't have to take them all on. It depends on where your stress levels are. Once you start practicing them, especially together, your neurochemistry starts to come into balance. And Mm. your symptoms of stress, which are aggravating you, will go away another one is sleep we didn't talk about that yet how important is sleep and how much sleep do people need sleep is vital it's the only time when the body and the mind have a rest and heal Um, for me um, I had insomnia Um, it was due to my lifestyle I didn't realize till I studied the stress hormone cortisol and serotonin, the neurochemical, and dopamine, that due to my lifestyle, um, they, it was affecting those neurochemicals. If you, I was doing at times exercise at night. Well, when you do exercise at night, you're activating the serotonin. So that means you'll wake up during the night, and that's what was happening to me. And also, if you activate the serotonin too much at night, um, you'll crave food more, which is also another problem I was having. I was having a bit of a pot belly. The other problem I found with sleep was um, the cortisol, the stress hormone, um, kicks in 50 times more than normal if you get stressed. So if I was having business meetings or having um, my circadian rhythm being shot because I was travelling a lot globally, um, it's not good for you. So you don't want to have those arguments in the bedroom. Keep your sanctuary of um, tranquility. And watching over-action movies at night or uh, doing work on your laptop in bed, it's very, very bad for you. It actually reactivates the serotonin. It affects your dopamine and you won't sleep well. So it's important what you eat at night. It's important what you drink at night and what exercise you do. All right. And I want to tell people that your, your book is beautifully done, beautiful pictures, beautifully done. There are nine natural steps in your book, and I want to read them. Step one, take charge. Step two, kick your bad habits. Step three, learn to say no. Step four, affirmation. Step five, exercise. Step six, nutrition. Step seven, sleep, which we just talked about. Step eight, the power of awareness. And step nine, don't give up. And in the back, there are resources that will tell you about stress. There's a lot of references. And then there's a lot of definitions as well. And, uh, Paul, how can people get your book, Stress Pandemic? Well, it's available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And it's available in Barnes & Noble stores, world, um, um, countrywide, and all leading bookstores. They okay. are also able to go to stresspandemic.com for further okay. information. And they can always go to paulhewlich.com. Yes. All right. Paul, uh, closing thoughts. If you have one thing you want to leave our listeners with in terms of stress, what's the first thing you would tell them before they do anything else? Um, Have an awareness. Have you got any of those symptoms of stress? If you do and they're not abating, going away, even if you're taking medication, 
throw yourself a lifesaver. Go and invest in the book, Stress Pandemic. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Patricia, and to reach out to all you fantastic listeners. I wish you all a wonderful life. Thank you. All right, stay on the line for a minute, Paul. All right, folks, this wraps up this session of Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Uh, Be with us each week on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, for an all-new wonderful interview with amazing experts that will help you turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 